That's right. We back. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back again. Here we are for another dynamic episode of Tales of the 2%. I got the squad with me. Three of the dopest black male teachers you will ever see. Uh, let's get them on up in the building. First and foremost, man, got to get the coolest, and I do mean the coolest academic coach ever to step foot inside a school building. Uh, my man Najee, what's going on? E, how you today, brother? What it do? What it do? Man, I'm good, man. Feeling good, feeling great. Hey, man, feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. All right, man. Next and certainly not least, man, the 10-year veteran, the living legend himself, Mr. Antoine Lewis. What's going on, Twan? Hey, hey, good people. How we doing today, man? Everything is lovely on my side of the world. Yeah, man. We got to get Antoine out of here early. He got homework. Homework, man. Detention. And certainly last but not least, man, my tap twin, my tap brother, my boy Donnie Williams. Don, what's going on, sir? Hey, what's going on? I am blessed. Hey, the boys are in here, fellas. What's going on, man? Good week this week, man. You back. Y'all ready? Hey, man, we ready. Let's go, man. Let's cue it up. Good stuff, man. So, look, listen, of course, before we get into it this week, man, I always got to ask what's going on in the classrooms. Antoine, what are the kids learning in Mr. Lewis's class this week? Man, you know what, man? My students are learning how to analyze um, how authors use different characters to tell a story. You know, it's always good to look at different point of views. And I was just explaining to my students that two people can be a part of one situation but see it from two totally different perspectives. So that's what we're working on, man. Point of view and analyzing how characters look at uh, things and and, and tell it from their perspective. Boy, you just summarized life in my house. Because there's four (laughs) kids. I'm going to have five kids and five different point of views of how we all grew up. That's amazing. Excellence (laughs) in the classroom. Excellence (laughs) in the classroom. E, man, how are you helping out in the hallways this week, man? What's going on with the coolest academic coach ever? Man, uh, so I had an opportunity to kind of take over a teacher's class this week. Uh, man, it took me back into my my old ways, man, getting in the classroom, teaching, man, what I love to do. And, uh, man, I was just able to kind of just connect with the kids, some ninth grade students. Um, and then a feel-good story for me is um they were this was tuesday and on friday i ran into the kid as he was entering the building two of them they was like man are you like a teacher or something and i was like Uh, yeah i'm always a teacher he was like can you come back to my classroom and teach again we really enjoyed you in our class and i was like man like just the impact of me just being in that classroom that one day and that kid wanted me to come back man that was a feel-good moment for me yeah 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 i love it i love it the two percent always in the two percent boy ain't no escaping this you right brother hey man donnie what are the kids learning in mr williams class this week oh man what are we doing uh so we're continuing uh evolution we're on unit four right now so the kids are going to be doing an adi which stands for argument driven inquiry which is just a student-led investigation uh they're gonna build bird beaks so they can learn how birds evolved over time according to the food. Building so, bird beaks? Yeah, just out of stuff, whatever supplies we got in the classroom. I'm going to uh, boil up uh, spaghetti noodles so it can be worms. I ordered some fake bugs. So it's going to be messy. It's going to be loud. It's going to be great. Hey, man, that's what science <laughs> is, messy and loud. My boy Donnie Williams with the yeah. academic excellence. You know what hand claps for you too, Donnie. Yeah. Now, what are, yeah. the, what are the kids doing in my class? Yes, Mr. I Wilson. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I got to check the lesson plan later. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I think they're doing something on the computer this week. I'll figure it out by tomorrow. No, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> ah, shoot. All right, man. Yo, for my first time listeners, man, this is Tales of the 2%. Man, we are we are we are a show that was created by black male teachers for black male teachers for the purpose of representation and getting our voices out there man make sure you follow us at mr totp on 
Twitter, also Tales of the 2% on Instagram, and join the conversation on our Facebook group at Tales of the 2% Podcast. Make sure you spell all that out. If you want to be a part of the conversation, leave us a teacher's announce confession. Email us at totppodcast at gmail.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at 470-765-8688. Man, we'd love to hear from you. Make sure you rate us, review us, and check us out on all streaming platforms. That's right, Mama. We made it. Woo! We here. All right, we here. man. So, uh, you know, we all the way. We all the way live, man. Don't get no better than this. All right. So also remember the Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the good people at Crux Media Group. If you want to start your own podcast, please email them at info at cruxmediagroupllc.com. They can show you everything from getting your podcast started to getting it monetized. Make sure you contact the people at Crux Media Group to get your voice out there and your podcast heard. Now, our first time listeners, man, we set our show up just like a lesson plan. Um, you know, we have our warm up, we have our announcements, class objective, we have a phenomenon, guided question, academic discussion, data talk. Uh, we took the guided practice and independent practice out for right now, swapped it with our teacher's lounge confessions. Then we have our SEL moment, and finally, our ticket out the door. So, hopefully, by the end of this, you should at least know what a lesson plan is, baby. Know how we operate in the classroom. So enough of the formalities, man. Let's get into the warm-up of the day. Fellas, y'all ready for this one? Hey, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Don't be excited, man. Yo, so we are playing a game of would you rather. I can't tell you how much this game got me in trouble when I was a kid. But we're going to play would you rather teacher's life edition. All right, so I got a five-pack of questions. Shot, shotting this out to my guys, and we're gonna throw it out. Donnie, first one up. Answer this question, man. Would you rather use the student bathroom or hold it for another period and use the faculty bathroom? Oh, dude, you best believe I'm holding it another period. <laughs> I'm holding it another period. I, I have no idea what's on the floor, the wall, what's about to drip down <laughs> off the ceiling onto my head. And I'm bald on top of that, so that's just bare scalp. So nope, no thank you. I'm awake. <laughs> uh, hey man, listen. This is um, this is this is something that I deal with on a regular basis because my school has four floors, and I'm usually on the fourth or third floor. So sometimes, you know, just depending on the level of where I'm at that day, um, I'm about a ninety percent chance I'll hold it. But um, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, I'll, I'll run into that boy's bathroom if I need Brave soul. Brave soul. Yeah, <laughs> you got to hold your breath, though. Six, 30 seconds, man, in and out. In and right. out. <laughs> That's why. What's up, boy? What, hey, what you would you rather do? Uh, since we have to wear these masks all the time, it's actually helped me not to inhale when I go in there. <laughs> I'm pretty good, you know. I stay maybe an extra 10 seconds to look at all the graffiti on the wall. In my art. You know, how many cuss words I count on the wall. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> pretty entertaining. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I might be the only one to admit this out loud. All the kids know, the last star. In the boys' bathrooms, Mr. Wilson stop. That's my name on it. You got a designated call. This is me being the only, being one of the only men in a certain grade level. I ain't got time to be fighting with women about this bathroom. I've got to go. I had got to go, and y'all gonna get out the way. On the flip side of that, I have broken up several fights. And, and and foolishness in the bathroom. So therefore they know my that's my stall. Okay, you gotcha, earn that gotcha. spot. You earn, earn that, that spot. Earn <laughs> <my strength. laughs> All right. Second question. Second question. Would you rather counsel a student through a breakup or listen to a colleague describe an argument with his or her spouse? Antoine, I'm throwing this one out to you first. Would you rather counsel a student through a breakup or listen to a colleague describe an argument with his or her spouse? You know what? Um, I have enough 
problems with my own spouse. I don't care to listen to nobody else's problems with theirs. So I'm going to counsel my boy, Lil Johnny, and how he need to figure out why his girl is walking the connections with another dude. I'm going to help him orchestrate that breakup and say, now you see Linda right there. She checking for you, my boy. Slide on down. You need to leave that girl alone. She ain't. She, yeah, I'm going with the kids. Oh, snap. E, e, what's up, man? What would you rather I'm, do? Listen, man, I'm counseling that student, man, because first and foremost, you know, that relationship in middle and high school, whatever, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an innocent relationship, right? You start mm-hmm. talking about these adults, and if I'm the reason why you break up, then you're looking at me in the halls. <laughs> nah, nah, but man, counseling that student, man. <laughs> Oh, Doc, I got to hear from you. You counseling, you counseling the student through the breakup or the colleague with the argument? Oh, no, I most definitely side with E on that one. I'm not having nobody's wife jacking me out my classroom by my shirt collar saying, you the reason why my husband left me. Oh, no, 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 no. Dunny said right. it. No, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. my kids yeah, let's, where put, I got let's put it out there. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not speak. <laughs> We do not speak for the entire male race. We don't. Nope. Don't ask nope. us no questions. Correct. I can only take care of me and my house. Correct. I'm a counselor, Johnny. Listen to me. I'm a counselor, Johnny, little Jimbo, whatever, because I got three lines I use every time. You young, you'll find love again. Do my work. Best advice ever. <laughs> Best advice I've ever Best heard. Best advice exactly. ever. The best of like, you worry about this you worry about this little girl you're gonna fail my class crying over her but turn my work in right log into canvas <laughs> she ain't gonna like no right dummy. right you know that's that's what it is she don't like no dummy and you okay i can't say that i'm lying all right next question next question next question next question Daddy, I'm throwing this one out to you. We'll probably end the war up on this one. So here's the question. Would you rather chaperone a school dance with a strange parent or chaperone a school field trip with that one strange coworker? I'd rather chaperone the field trip with the strange coworker because at least I somewhat see you daily. I can pretty much learn to work with anyone, but that parent, I don't... I, I I don't know you from Adam and Eve. I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, Twan, what you got, man? Who would you rather, the strange parent or the strange coworker? You know what, man? I'm gonna go with the strange parent, man. Cause uh, if the right song come on, you know, I'm gonna electric slide right. on up out of there. Uh, you know, I'll be on the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Two I'm a body there, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going with the strange parent. E, strange parent, the strange coworker. I, I gotta, I gotta go with uh, Donny on this one. I gotta go with that strange coworker. Give me an opportunity to, to know this coworker a little bit better. Um, so when I see him in the hallway or her in the hallway, I'm backpedaling. I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen me, I'm not gonna lie. I've been this strange coworker. I have. <laughs> I really have. I've been this strange coworker. So I'm definitely going to go on the I'm going on the field trip and I'm gonna have a good time. And you're gonna I sit next that. to me. You're gonna hear my stories about what I'm doing. And you're gonna share my snack. And we're gonna talk about these kids and you're gonna like it. And you better not move from the seat because we're going to enjoy this field trip. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's as long as you don't start talking about your relationship, I'm right. good. <laughs> oh, you're going to hear all that. You're going to hear all that because, you, you know, driving through Atlanta traffic, trying to get downtown to Fern Bank, and we going to get stuck. Yep. Long story short, that's how me and Jeff became uh, best friends in town. <laughs> son, 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 son. Okay, real, real quick, real quick. That Donnie is not spinning lies, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you this real quick. Footnotes right there. So me and Donnie met in tap. Donnie was avoiding everybody at the table. 
I don't know what possessed me to sit down at this table, but I literally sat down talking a mile a minute. And I don't think I gave Donnie a chance to, to say anything. By the time I put the period on the run-on sentence that I had, me and Donnie were friends. Didn't have a choice. That's it. I, I was adopted. He was adopted. That quit. Been my right of die since. Yep. That's what's That's up. That's right. See, see, I've been that weird coworker. Sheesh. Thank you, Donnie. It's an honor. Oh, shoot, man. Yo, so that was our warm-up for the day, man. Good stuff, guys. And again, ladies and gentlemen, these warm-ups that we do in class, uh, in, in our show are things that you can use with your coworkers, things that you can actually use in class. So make sure you just, you know, add a little extra fun in there for today, man. So before we move on to our next topic, our next subject, Don, give us our Black <coughs> History moment for today. It would be my honor. So our Black History moment is centered around Dr. May C. Jemison, MD. May Jemison was born October 17, 1956 in Decatur, Alabama. At a young age, Jemison had always had an affinity towards math and science and aspired to one day travel into space. She proved to be quite the scholar as she started high school at the age of 12. At 16, she started her college career at Stanford University. After obtaining her degree in chemical engineering in 1977, she began working towards her medical degree at Cornell University. On September 28, 1989, Dr. Jemison was selected to join a space mission out of 2,000 applicants. September 12, 1992, she and six other recruits ventured into space to orbit around the Earth over 120 times before returning. Life after NASA did not slow down for Dr. Jemison. She went on to write books, establish consulting firms, and even serve as a professor over agriculture at Dartmouth College. These days, she works to advocate and push for children to pursue careers in the agricultural sciences. Thank you, Dr. Jemison. All right, there it is, our Black History moment for the day. Dr. May C. Jemison. Also, nerd fact, nerd alert real quick. Donnie, do you know Dr. May Jemison is one of only a few astronauts that has actually been in real space and been on Star Trek. She was on Star Trek for a couple episodes, so she's been in fake and real space. See, I didn't know. I did not know that. I know she was inspired, you know, to uh, travel in a space. She was on Star Trek. She was on Star Trek. Go and check a couple episodes. She was there. Oh, that is dope. Shout out, to, dope. out to the nerd life, man. Hey, man, <laughs> before we get into our academic discussion, Don, give us our learning objective for today. The learning objective for today will be to dissect the concept of nature versus nurture and which one is more significant in regards to educating our kids. Hey, man, there it is. This is okay. So let's go ahead and put this disclaimer out there. Do we put have the there, answer to the debate? Do we have the answer to this debate? No. Are our words, are we experts coming to you about this debate? No. But nah. what we're giving you in this episode is our expertise and our experiences being on the front line and seeing this debate in real time, seeing it live in action. So first question, I'm going to just throw this out there to everybody. Um. What do you think has a greater influence, nature or nurture? I'm going to start with you, Antoine. You know what? I'm definitely going to say what has the greatest influence is nurture. Nurture has the greatest influence when it comes to learning okay. and, you know, expanding your, 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 expanding your, your, your knowledge base of information. So I would say personally, I would say nurture. All right. E, what has the greater influence, nature or nurture? So when you think about, um, that's a good question, uh, Jeff. Um, so when you think about nature versus nurture, you think about genetics versus environment. Um, mm -hmm. And when you say the greatest influence, I would have to agree with Antoine on this one. I would say nurture has the greatest influence. Okay. Okay. So we got two for nurture. Donnie. Nature versus nurture. What has the greater influence? I would agree with E and Lewis on this one. Um, 
I would most mm-hmm. definitely agree and say that nurture plays a role. Because when you look at the word itself, nurture is synonymous with the word encourage. And um, we've all pretty much seen it before where you can take a student that yeah. doesn't try or a student, you know, that's completely okay. disengaged. If you put them in the right environment or you give them enough love and encouragement, you can turn that kid into a straight A student. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Right. Like, say that one more time, Don. Say that one more time. So... Just depending on the circumstances, how much love and encouragement you feed to a student, you can a student can go from being completely disengaged and not trying to being a scholar, you know, being a straight A student. It's just all in what you feed them. Okay, okay, I can dig it. I can get now for the for the sake of conversation, I'm going to play devil's advocate on the nature side. So let's kick it out to this one. All right. Okay. So. Let's, let's kick it out this one, and let's start with this conversation. Let's start with this talking point here. All right. Can students really change? This is one of the talking points. We haven't gotten to the questions yet, but I want to know, do you think, can students really overcome and change who they are? Um, we'll go with you, Antoine, first. I'm going to say no. Um, and this is why I say that what's in you is what's already been there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and I believe certain things has to be awakened in certain individuals. And so what's already in you, the seed or the, you know, the, the, the character of who you are and what, you know, you have been destined to become that attribute is already in you. So that's what I, I, I'm thinking. It's, it's, it's already there. Yeah, I, I agree that change is hard and in middle school most kids don't know how to change or they're too afraid to change because we all know in middle school even in high school the main thing to do is to fit in with the crowd no there are very few students who want to be out in front there are very few students who like to who are what you would call natural born leaders so i think in that point nurture really has to play the the nurture part has to be stronger to help them with their nature part um e, let me kick this question to you think about this for a second in in your opinion if a student fails or succeeds in school is that nature or nurture uh to me that's nurture um because i've seen this as a teacher in the classroom um i just i i don't believe that a student failing has anything to do with their genetics their genetic makeup. Um, I think it's, I think it's it's more about the environment that you place that kid around. Because I've had situations where I've had students who were misbehaving students who were uh, performing poorly um, on another team, and the ad administrators put that student in my class, and I put that student mm-hmm. around gifted and higher achieving students, and then that kid began to carry himself a certain type of way. That kid academic performance began to develop and increase so you are who you hang around you are what you what you place yourself around what you see what you do so um by putting that kid in a different environment that kid was able to thrive and just kind of just kind of kick back on this research that was done by a psychologist um in the university of virginia she took 600 identical twins um and put them into you know and, and did a research on the nature of environment and when you place a kid in a lower social uh, economic environment you'll begin to see that that student performed poorly whereas you put this kid in a different environment you'll see that they began to perform at a higher level because of the environment in which they was placed in not them being uh born smart or being born um intelligent or you know whatever you may say on that First and foremost, thank you for that, brother. That brother, that brother stay with the data. They stay with the data. That was that was some timely data. I want you to know that that was that, that's a good point. That's a good point because I think what we as teachers often tend to forget or tend to kind of generalize is a student's nature, and we focus a lot more on the nature. Like Donnie, um, this let me ask you this question: Have you ever seen a student? And you just say that student looks like this, or that student looks like he does this. Yes. Um, 
I think we've all done that where we've allowed ourselves to form some type of prejudice or have some preconceived notion of how a student is in our minds when we first meet them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. I, I think that's something that we've all done before. So, yeah. Agree. I definitely agree. Because I know, I think the most common one that we've probably used is that kid just look bad. Oh, the number. <laughs> no, there is a look for looking there, bad. There is a okay. What's the look? The, I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, we're talking about middle school. You know, they may come come in your class with a with a ketchup stain on their shirt. You know, what I'm saying the shirt untucked, <laughs> right? The shoes not tied. Uh, no. I don't know, man. You just—it's it, just a certain hey, look. It's a look. Here's a look. If you line up, if you line up thirty kids, I can tell you which ones are the behavior students. I don't I know. It's too. just that—that's the nature side of me. That's the gift that I have. That's a special power. I think. Yeah, I got that. You got that too, Najee. Yeah, man. Man, I got it. Oh, it be it be the kid that got eight eight silver teeth in their mouth. That's the one I look for. <laughs> You silver cow, I'm telling you, man. That red flag. Or it'd be the kid with three hamburgers at lunch. You're like, oh, yeah, he bad. Oh, no. Oh, look, no. This the one that gave me. Or it'd be the girl, you know, doggone well, she ain't got no business having that color hair and them sharper nails all in her grade level. Ooh. Like you in sixth grade with pink hair. Yeah, you bad. And and she got Cardi B nails. Your mama need to cancel your Spotify. <laughs> hey, that's check your, All right, check so let's jump, let's, jump, let's jump back into the question. Let's jump back into the discussion real quick. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. Let's jump back into this discussion real quick. So let me ask you this. Uh, and this one's for everybody. What is the role of the black male teacher in nature versus nurture? Because the what I think this is a debate that actually happens out in the world when it comes to us as men. There's already a pre there's already a prejudice towards us as black men that we can't overcome anything. Like the stereotypes towards black men, as many of you know, are ridiculous. So is it in the nature versus nurture debate? What is the role of the black male teacher? and showing this for our young boys. And anyone feel free to chime in on that one. Our role is, in in my opinion, our role is to nurture them so that way we can teach to their nature. Right? So Hmm. nature is a characteristic or attribute. Nature is a characteristic or attribute, right? So I'm thinking mm-hmm. about this completely as a black male educator. What's one thing that they constantly advocate for us to do? Differentiate, right? Why do we have to differentiate? Because not every student, quote unquote, learns the exact same way. We have to learn to do what? Cater to their individual educational needs. You have some students that are better on their own reading and writing. You have some that are audio. You have some that are visual. You have some that are kinesthetic. Those that is said to be their quote unquote nature. Those are their educational characteristics. Well, in my classroom, if I'm nurturing, if I'm encouraging them, I'm encouraging them and getting them to a place where they're comfortable learning in that particular style, learning in that, in that nature. Um, So personally, I think our role as black male educators is to nurture so we can educate them according to, according to their nature. Good stuff, man. Real good stuff. That's good, though. That's real good, bro. If I could jump in um, and just kind of add on to it, my role for the black, as a black male teacher, is to be able to show relevance and show them that I, I too come from what you come from. See, a lot of times, what I think what um, certain teachers do is they they yeah. they they come grown and then they act like. They was never 12 or 13, mm-hmm. or they never had those problems. Man, yeah, I'm here to tell you, yeah. I was the behavior problem. You hear me? I was the kid that that had that was yeah. the comedian yeah. and 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 took over the class because I had this uncanny ability to to you know capture people's attention at the wrong time. So the point I'm making is 
as a black male, you got to tell these kids, separate your talent and your hard work. Separate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you funny. Yeah, you might can sing. Yeah, you might can jump fast. But what knowledge have you obtained? You know what I'm saying? What information yeah. can you showcase these? Because can't nobody take that from you. People can't take knowledge and information from you. So my, my goal is to impart information and to nurture the ability to get better by study skills and habits and things of that nature. Yeah, that's that's real. That's real. That's definitely real. If I could tap in on that one, man, it just it brings to mind something that I've heard over and over again. Um, flowers can't grow in bad soil. Mm, talk your and talk. I think as us as black, yeah, man. I think as us as our black men, it's it's our job to plant and also cultivate them in the midst of all of that because we know if anything in kid in school all these kids are trying to do is relate to somebody they want somebody to understand what they're going through they want somebody to be able to speak to what they're going through they want somebody to be able to help them what they're going through because nine times out of ten i've realized kids don't care half about these lessons they don't care half about what's going on like genetics or whatever that the environment i do think plays the quintessential role in how successful um students can be um it's it's interesting when i have nothing against you know the people who are strict you know in the classrooms they have certain things have to be a certain way you know you step out of line that's your behind but i think what has to happen is the environment in the classroom and not even in the classroom your environment as a person, your surrounding as a person has to be welcoming, period, in order for a lot of students to be successful. Um, e, let me shift over to this question for you. So with that, what I just said, and Antoine and um, Donnie, great stuff. When it comes to Black men, when it comes to Black men, how can we as male teachers, because Donnie, Donnie spit something out when he talked about differentiation. How can we, as black male teachers, help or hurt the nature versus nurture debate? Um, there's a few things uh, to answer that question, but I, I will stick with this. And this is a this is a point that we've been discussing since uh, we started this show, and that's um, our presence. Um, mm -hmm. If we're not in the building, how can we? help our students? How can we ensure that, you know, our students are getting that energy from this, from, from us as a male figure, right? And I'm just trying to see, like, when, when we're talking to students, right, um, as, as men, students receive a certain type of energy from us. They, they're mm -hmm. receiving confidence. They're receiving, especially how you carry yourself as a man. And mm -hmm. I believe that right there comes from the nurture aspect of it. Are you in the environment to make a change? Are you there in present in front of the student to, um, you know what I'm saying, to kind of like get that student confidence up, to, to build them up through, through your presence as a black man? Because as I spoke in the previous segments, our presence make a huge impact on our students because most students do not see, especially our black kids, do not see the presence of a black man in front of them. Yes, you can be in the home black man. But you can be present and absent at the same time. So, so if you're present in the home, but you're absent in their lives, where are the students getting this influence of a man from? Where are they getting the influence of how to conduct themselves? They have to go to a different environment. And if they're going into the school building, which is that environment, and if we're not in the building as black men or just as men in general, then how are they being raised? How are they? How, how, where are they getting the influence of a man from? Because yeah, we do know that they're getting the influence from their mothers, but then when in their life are they getting this this manly influence? So that's my take on that that topic. Yes. All right, I'm gonna get us let me get us out of here. I'm gonna get us out this academic discussion on this one question. Um, so we talked about nature versus nurture. And again, for those of you who haven't um, who just now joined us, nature versus nurture is your nature, your genetics, what you're born with versus nurture, your environment, which one pretty much plays the bigger role in pushing you towards success. So my final question um, or final talking point is, uh, is this. As black men, 
as black male teachers, and I'm this one is for anybody. Do you think we have to conquer our own battle or understand our own impact with nature versus nurture before we can stand in front of any student and teach? See, simply for me, I would I would say that this takes me to a topic of mental health and mental wellness, which we'll talk about in another episode because we'll spend about two hours doing this. But I think it's important for us to really get an understanding of our influences and what impacts us before we can get in front of a kid and tell them how to handle them. Because there's sometimes some students have told me what's going on in their environment and it has completely floored me. And I didn't know how to respond because it triggered something in me that I realized I hadn't dealt with myself. So I think nature versus nurture needs to be understood as a black man because not so much of the picture and pillar of health or the picture and pillar of strength, but just so much that we're able to relate our experiences. Like E said, our presence can be felt and not questioned because, I mean, unfortunately, kids ain't stupid now. They, they'll see through some BS real quick. Mm -hmm. They recognize the real. Real quick. Yeah. And you, and you know what? Yeah. Um, I'm reading this good book right now. Um, it's titled How Successful People Lead by John C. Maxwell. And one of the levels that he talks about mm -hmm. in that book is permission you got to give people permission to let them well let me back up you got to give people the permission to allow you to lead them but one of the most iconic things that i saw in this book was he talked about self-awareness in order for you to be a great leader you have to be a, a, aware of yourself you know even the good book says know thyself in order for you to impart knowledge and information now. to somebody else you got to know who you are because People know when you're faking the funk, man. People know it. Even them kids, yeah. they probably read you better yeah. than anybody. So uh, know yeah. thyself, know who you are, and self-awareness is so important before you can nurture anybody's uh, nature. <laughs> That's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. That's it, man. Anybody else want to tap in on that? Yeah, I would just simply say that I would just have to piggyback on what uh, Lewis stated and definitely being transparent will definitely uh, play a huge role in that as well, because we we have to be leaders every day, even if you don't consider yourself the quote unquote leadership type. And that's something that I had to accept about myself because I don't like leadership positions, but I had to be real with myself. I, I'm a leadership every day that I, I I'm a leader every day that I step into room 716 and I, I, I talk and I facilitate and I lead yes, sir. 30 plus other little bodies in that room. And yes, they'll know when you don't know something. And so when, you know, it, it just all ties in with that level of relatability, which we talked about and, and just being transparent. You know, I've, I've literally had conversations before with students where I've said, you know, I, I don't know what you're going through. But I, I have, you know, I have an ear that listens, you know, I have a shoulder you can yeah. lean on if you just need someone to talk to or, or you just need somebody to listen. Because sometimes even as adults, sometimes we just need that. Sometimes we don't need the feedback. Sometimes we just need someone to listen to, mm -hmm. you know, so, so. I, I agree. Good stuff, fellas, man. Amazing conversation, amazing academic discussion once again, man. Let's get out of here. We see we're gonna have to come back with a part two with nature versus nurture, man. We'll figure this out. Part two. This is too good to pass up, man. Um, so y'all ready for the next segment, man? Let's uh let's dive straight into our teachers' lounge confessions. There is a part one and there is a part two on this teachers' lounge confessions. And I need this question to be answered. So Antoine, give us our teacher's lounge confessions for today. Ooh. Ah, teacher's lounge confession. <laughs> man, man, man. 
Hey, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> it goes down in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> it goes down yes, in the teacher's lounge. Let me let, 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 let me let me let y'all in on what's yes, going on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So here we go. Flexibility at work. Yeah, yeah, you go. Right. Now, this is what somebody says. They said, I was given a makeup test after school when the marching band was practicing, right? And it was so loud that I walked up and down the rows of the desk and I farted to my heart's delight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talk about playing it off. Talk about playing it off. But wait, but next, wait. it gets better. <laughs> I remember passing gas once, silently, by accident, of course, while the kids all looked around for the culprit. I didn't let them blame each other, blame each other. but I definitely didn't I, take the credit either. Okay. Mm. It seriously cracked me up. And my husband said, I crop dusted them. So terrible. Mm. And so funny. So here's the real question: Has anybody ever crop dusted in the classroom where you know you did something, but you blamed it on the kids, but you you, you, you you disguised it to the point where they didn't know what was going on? Drive by, <laughs> just sprayed them, and they just kept it moving. Oh, Lord, Lord. They say a hit dog will holler, and wow. I got to come clean. I got to come clean. I got to come clean. I want to apologize to my first through third periods last week. I was not feeling well. I don't know what I had for breakfast, and I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I was doing my laps in that room. I was trying to close my rings on my Apple Watch, get my steps in. Nah. My bad, Mr. Wilson does apologize. I'm on live air apologizing. I am a serial crop duster. My apologies. Well, they should have had a mask on anyway. It's all gone right. All gone right. Better not have your mask down. Hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. Uh, I've crop dusted before, but I, I, I've done it in a different manner, man. Sometimes I do it to the lunch ladies at work. Let me tell you, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. <laughs> There's been times where I didn't have my lunch and I go to the lunch lady and say, ma'am, listen, I got a kid out there, man, sick, man. Something wrong with him, stomach hurting. I need I need about two of them hamburgers to, 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 to make sure that they don't pass out. I grab my hamburgers, I grip my lunch, and I walk to my room and I eat in peace. <laughs> oh, you gotta put some money on your account, man. Hey, man. Oh, hey, no, nah, I ain't paying for no school lunch, man. Uh 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 uh. Kids eating off my taxes. I'd be doggone if I pay for school lunch. Because you give it a silent killer. <laughs> oh, bruh. Bruh. Oh, man. I, this is me. I, I've, been on, I've been on bush duty, car rider duty. Just up and down the lane. Parents don't been making faces at me. I'm like, keep driving. Just just go. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Hey, that's the best place to keep do it moving. though. Outside. <laughs> Son. Son. Whatever, bro. You ain't gonna hold that. Yo, good. You ain't finna have me. We, we talked about we talked about uh having to pee and all that stuff too. No, no, no. I got to release this pressure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh man, yeah, that was our teacher's lounge confessions, man. Always <laughs> interesting. Always interested, man. Always interested. Make sure you follow us at Mr. TOTP on Twitter at Tales of the 2% on IG. Join the conversation on our Facebook group at Tales of the 2% podcast. If you want to join the conversation, if you want to send us a teacher's lounge confessions, heck, if you want to join and be part of the ticket out the door, make sure you email the show at Tales of the 2%. Oh, excuse me. Make sure you email the show at TOTP podcast. That's the correct one. TOTP podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 470-765-8688. Man, great, great section uh se segment. Ooh, little great segment right there, fellas. Great segment right there. All right. Um, Najee, man, take us to our data dig, brother. Take us to our data dig real quick. 
All right, it's data time. So let's dive into the numbers for this week's segment. So in a 2017 research, it showed 35% of employed black women held jobs in management, business, science, and arts occupation compared to 24% of employed black men. As a matter of fact, 65% of working black women held white collar occupations compared to 42% of black men. 36% of employed black men held blue collar occupations compared to 9% of black women. Blue collar versus white collar. Labor worker versus professional worker. So questions, I, fellas, I got a two part question for you. Is it a black man's nature or nurture to choose a blue collar job over a white collar job? And does this data speak to why it's only 2% of black men in education? Mm. Mm, Let me go ahead and jump into this one, man, because I I like this data, Dig. I'm going to go ahead and say that it is a black man's nature, yes, Mm. it's true, to be be more of a blue-collar worker than a white-collar worker. this is just something that I believe. And this has just been from generations and generations of how we've been oppressed and seen only as workers by hand and not by our mind yeah. and mm. our knowledge. So I think it I think it is more catered to our, na- our, our, our nature and what the genetic makeup that people have seen us to be. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Um, Man, for me, e, I agree a hundred percent because if if we go to the 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 nature side of it, our fathers, our grandfathers, our great great grandfathers, they were factory workers. They were the guys who worked on the car lines. They were the guys who were custodians who 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 did the the dirty jobs that brought the food home, that brought the paycheck home, and they put money in the house on the table and they were proud of what they did because that's what they know that's all they knew excuse me so it became ingrained in us that if anything we know that a a hard day's labor brings a fair wage and like Mm. uh antoine just said it's uh, it hasn't really been until recently that we've seen black men really try to elevate themselves using their mind because our nurture like you said for almost all throughout slavery all throughout 400 years all throughout our entire history as a people the black man has been the one that's worked we some of us have used our minds but more so we're known for being hard workers i mean heck some people even say you know in the the good book in the good book it says you don't work you don't eat so they use that a lot of times to okay the fact that at least I'm doing what needs to be done. So I think that is a direct correlation as to why there aren't enough black men in the classroom, because why would I subject myself to this year, this X amount of years of training, dealing with kids and all that other type of stuff when I can go work my eight hours, come home and not have to deal with the extra of teaching. And I think that's what mm-hmm. drives a lot of black men away from the classroom. The the hours we don't get paid for that we have to do stuff. Talk and when I you. think about that 36% of black men working in these blue collar jobs, it's just, you know, are they too tired when they come home to raise kids, right? Or do they even are they Ooh. too tired to do anything else? Right. And, and it gets to the point because we have 24% of black men who work in white collar jobs. And then it just, you know, it, it just speaks to me like, you know, we see our, our fathers because I know for myself, my dad was a blue collar worker and yeah. I went to school and I did a lot of blue collar jobs growing up. And when I finished college, I did blue collar work. And I realized at that moment, like, can I do this for the rest of my life? And mm-hmm. then that's when it spoke to me. Yeah, it's OK for me to do blue collar work, but not as a profession. But Mm. Yeah. And honestly, I I agree. I I think honestly, what it essentially what it boils down to is is choice. Those circumstances, I guess that's that nurture part. Sometimes environment and circumstances can influence 
our decisions, but ultimately mm. um, almost everything we do is boils down to a decision that we've made. But, you know, I can most definitely see that portion uh, where Wilson and Lewis talked about nature, because <clears throat> if you look back at prehistoric times and across many different cultures, the men did what? The men were hunters and gatherers. Mm-hmm. There you right? go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so most definitely, I can I can definitely understand that point of view. And you know, my father was a blue collar worker as well, and um, and a lot of the times he was wore out and tired when he was getting off of work and coming home. So you know, a lot of times it was mom helping me with my homework, checking over my homework with me because mm. dad was either recuperating from getting off at one or two o'clock in the morning. Or he was getting ready to head out for a shift, getting ready to go clock in. Uh, so, you know, that too influenced, you know, my my decision, my decision to get into education. That was a part of my, uh, uh, I that that's that whole nurturing piece because I surveyed my environment around me and, and thought the same question: Could I do this for the rest of my life? Mm. And that's what led to a lot of the decisions that I made. Right. Yeah, I think that even goes to, a, um, um, I remember somebody telling me this because before I taught, I was actually a custodian myself and I was okay with being a custodian. And somebody, I think it was my wife, she asked me, do you just want a job or do you want a career? And I think that's the biggest thing right there. A lot of men are okay with just having jobs. And wow. not really the pursuit yeah. of career. Because we look at providing. Yeah. I, and I don't mean to yeah. cut you off, Jeff, because as, as men, we look at providing as financial, right? Because when you say a man provides, yeah. we go straight to financial. But then it's like, what else do you provide? Because as a man, mm. you just don't provide financially. You're supposed to provide you know, spiritual. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to bring those type of provisions to your home. You're supposed to provide a safety and security, mm-hmm. all those different provisions, but we yeah. get stuck on just the financial aspect of provision. So that's what we get fixated on. So I need to work right now. I need to go get this job so I can provide financially. And hence, we subconsciously teach our women that we're just providers financially. So, and they supposed to do everything else. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it's, I guess it, it to each his own, um, to go back to Donnie's point, you know, you born in poverty, that's your circumstance. Mm-hmm. You stay in poverty, that's your choice. Preach, boy. Y'all over here dropping jewels. Let me get my pen out. And I that, that even hey, boils back to what you all talked about earlier, like just what Najee said, uh, where you all talked about change in our role as educators or even more so you can tie it in with our role as being black men in the household uh how how do you be a good leader how do you influence right change within your students or changing your household by providing hope mm-hmm. ho- ho- uh change or uh advocating for change that is a way to provide oh. hope what does change mean change means to alter or to modify Right. Things things change all the time. What if if I was overweight and I was you yeah. know trying to look to lose weight, would I look forward to going to the gym or eating right if I wasn't gonna change, if I wasn't gonna lose any weight? No, I'd be despondent. I wouldn't have any hope. I wouldn't look forward to doing it. So change provides a means of hope. So a good leader provides, you know, hope, you know, is flexible and allows um, you know people to Use their tools to influence change. Donnie, Donnie, do you understand why you have a small following building right now? That was amazing, boy. <laughs> Believe that. Believe that. Donnie, boy, come on, boy. You just dropped some wisdom on these people, man. If I had my bomb sound effect, I'd be playing it right now, boy. You set the bombs off. Bro, that was good. I'm just oh, trying to elevate. Bro, we, listen to me. We got to get out this day to dig, man. We gotta, look, we got to get out this day to dig, man. Antoine got to get this homework, but we've been we talking too much. That's right. Do that. Don't hey, let us hold hey, you up, Antoine. Look, 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 man. Look, it has been amazing. It has been amazing. Let's get to this SEL moment. 
so we can wrap this show on up, man. I hope you guys are feeling inspired, man. I hope you guys are understanding. I hope you guys heard our message and understand this nature versus nurture debate. It is not something that is going away. It is not something that is final. Um, but it is something that I think we as teachers, we as men, as parents need to understand so that we can better equip the next generation when it comes to this debate so they can understand that they're better than their genetics. They're better than their surroundings. They can succeed no matter what, man. <clears throat> so before we jump into our SEL moment for the day, man, remember this episode of Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the people over at Unfiltered. Remember, they have everything from tees to textiles, from hoodies to leggings and joggers, man. For all your clothing needs, check out Unfiltered. Yes, it is a black-owned business. Check out the people at unfilteredforever.com and make sure you use the promo code TAILS, T-A-L-E-S. That's right. We got our own promo code, baby. Use the word, uh, use the promo code TAILS for 15% off of your entire order. Remember, that's unfiltered. There is a science to being you, man. All right. So our SEL moment for today is called It's Not in Our DNA. It's not in our DNA, man. As we wrap up Black History Month, um, I've realized a lot of things have been discussed. I've been a lot of things have been talked about. Heck, we even just talked about our nature versus nurture thing. And one thing we've got to understand is that certain things just aren't programmed into us. Uh, one of my favorite posts that I've seen on social media recently says this. So you mean to tell me that someone down your ancestry line survive being chained to other human bodies for several months in the bottom of a disease-infested ship during the Middle Passage, lost their language, customs, and traditions, picked up the English language as best as they could while working for free of charge from sunup to sundown as they watched babies sold out from their arms and women raped by ruthless slave owners. Then... They took names with no last names, no birth certificate, no heritages of any kind, braved the Underground Railroad, survived civil war, only to enter into sharecropping, then learned to read and write out of sheer will and determination, faced burning crosses of the KKK, only to avert their eyes as black bodies were swinging from ropes hung on trees. Then they fought in wars, world wars, as soldiers only to return to America as boys, marched in Birmingham, posed in Selma, jailed in Wilmington, assassinated in Memphis, segregated in the South, ghettoed in the North, ignored in the history books, stereotyped in Hollywood, and in spite of all someone in your family endured every era, every generation, to make sure that you would get here, but you received one rejection. You face one obstacle. You lose one friend. You have one bad day. You get overlooked and you want to quit. How dare you entertain the very thought of quitting? People you will never know survive from generation to generation just so you could succeed. They decided that their nurture, their environment was going to be better than their genetics. There was something in their genetics that wanted them to overcome and make their environment better. Don't you dare let them down. It's not in our DNA to quit. It's not in our DNA to quit. To all my brothers of the 2%, to all my teachers, to everyone who dares to be black and proud and speak out against racial injustice, who dares to speak up for what's fair and what's right, who dares to go the extra mile for their students, hear me, it's not in our DNA to quit. Don't you dare let the world tell you what you are or are not capable of. Don't you dare let a bad review or a bad lesson question your effectiveness as a teacher. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite sayings, man. One of the things I always tell to myself, the rarest jewels and gemstones on earth often have to go through the most extreme pressure before their beauty can be seen. Before bearing fruit in springtime, most plants have to face and survive harsh winters. Listen to me, you might be under pressure right now, you might be in the winter time right now, but I promise you, don't quit. Don't you dare quit. 
greatness is often born out of adversity. If I might, if I may dive into the good book really quick, because I'm not going over time. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says this, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone else. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Listen to me, people. You've come too far to turn back now. Too many people have sacrificed and laid down their lives for the opportunities that we all often take for granted today. You are light that cannot be hidden. You are what the next generation needs. You are a light, a game changer, a mountain that cannot be moved. Quitting. Quitting is not in our DNA. It's your time to shine. To sum it up, let me end it with this quote from Robert Schuller. And I want y'all to hear me on this, man. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. That's our SEL moment for the day, fellas. How y'all feeling after that one? Amazing. Man, motivated. <laughs> hey, inspired. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Inspired. It's not in our DNA to quit, man. Quitting is never an option. Never an option. I might just have to re-up and reload, but quitting is never an option. Hey, man. So before we get out of here, man, y'all give us your shout outs for today, man. Give us your shout outs for today, man. What are your shout outs before we end out? Hey, I'll go first, man. I just want to shout out um, everybody that's in the graduate program at Thomas University down in Thomasville, Georgia. Um, I'm currently one of those students that's, you know, getting my master's for uh, teacher leadership and we are grinding it out to the last eight weeks until we become graduates. So shout out to everybody that's grinding right now to uh, make their dreams a reality. I'm going to give a shout out to the women of Team 7E at my uh, school. I work with some very phenomenal women uh, at my school, but more specifically on my team. Uh, I just like to thank them for working with me collaboratively each week. Uh, just helping things flow, helping things stay organized on our team, helping us ensure that we can really do our jobs to make our lessons interdisciplinary, you know, as we are STEM school. So shout out to all the women that I work with on Team 7E. Thank you. Man, shout out to all the ladies. Thank y'all for supporting the 2 <laughs> Yes, sir. I want to give a shout out to the leadership team at my school, more specifically the STEM team. Um, as you all may know, this Friday is Georgia STEM Day, uh, March uh, 4th. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, to, the, to the STEM team at my school. Uh, we've been working really hard and diligently uh, preparing for this moment. And, um, you know, we're ready to rock and roll. Hey, man. E, E, shout the STEM team out one more time. Shout out to the STEM team, bro. Tell them about the STEM team one more time. Shouts out to the STEM team at Booker Teller Fair, Washington, comprehensive high school, first black high school east of the Mississippi River. Let's go. Talk your talk. Yes, sir. Hand class for the STEM team, baby. Shouts out to everybody here doing STEM. I'll be honest. I just found out what all the letters in STEM stand for. Don't judge me. I just found out. <laughs> okay. It, came, it was too many. I don't, I don't heard STEM, STEAM, STREAM. Uh, aquamarine blue whatever okay hey man yo that brings us to the end of another episode of tales of the two percent ladies and gentlemen it has been a blast go ahead and end it like we only do ticket out the door aka you. the ticket out the door mixtape ever be a part of the ticket out the door ladies and gentlemen make sure you email us at totp podcast or call us on the hotline so you can be a part of this um but yeah Antoine crushed it last week with his poem, which made even step up and pick up his pen. And um, so we're going to let this man do his thing. E, when you ready, bro, let me drop this beat for you so you can get it. All right. Oh, okay. That's what we're going today? That's what we're doing. Okay, here we go. In these streets of poverty, 
They like, please feed us. We some slave to these streets. Man, somebody free us. My people never had nothing. That's how they treat us. From cotton fields to being lynched. They got they whips and beat us. More than 300 years later, now they trying to beat us. Wanna lock a brother down, no derail, rebus. And they wonder why these brothers hit the block and re-up. Cause this system won't us down, but they are mad that we up. They are mad that we up. They are mad that we up. This is the most important issue. Let it rise like the crux. Another topic in this land for the man to discuss. I was created by the Lord to withstand and adjust. Two percent of black men in education who instructs. I earn my strike like Rosa Parks to get a seat on this bus. Jill. <laughs> Son. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Tell the end, baby. It, it's no better. It's no better. Got a little something for the kids, man. That's amazing, man. Shout out to my man, <laughs> Mr. E, coming through again with another hot 16. Another hot 16. Another hot 16. Fellas, baby, it has been an honor. It has been a privilege. It has been another amazing episode, man. So be on behalf of my boy Donnie Williams, on behalf of my boy Antoine Lewis, on behalf of the coolest uh academic coach ever out there, Mr. Najee. Man, hey, we out. Y'all be good. Be good. Have a good one.